Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. On another very special Whatcha, your hosts celebrate episode 160 by breaking down what they've been loving on a new episode of Normies Like Us. I am the Whatcha. Tell me a tale of yourself, so that I might know thee. I have none to tell. You heard it up top. We're hitting another milestone on a very, 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 very 160 times more special episode of Normies Like Us. Talking whatcha, what we've been watching, what we've been loving. On Normies Like Us with your host, Colin. Mike. Joe. And Jacob. Hooray! Yes, 160. What a Very journey. special. Happy birthday. birthday. No. Okay. <laughs> we did I hope it. I live to be 160. 10th anniversary. It's it's a 10th episode anniversary. Uh, long-time listeners will know every 10 or so. We just like to catch up, uh, see what we've been watching, reading, playing, anything like that. Um, beyond what we've been covering kind of for the show, maybe the, the milestones, but the, what could get... Uh, Lost in the Wayside that deserves talking about. That's what the Wetches are for. And uh, some big news, a lot of interesting stuff I think we're going to be talking about today. Hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Bury the lead, but there's some things going around the web as of recording that are, that are very exciting. But um, I guess yeah, we should just jump right into it without further ado, right? No questions up top, because the only question I have to ask you guys, and that's what we're going to jump into, is what you been getting into coming up next. Nobody's <laughs> like us. happened we tampered with the stability of space-time the multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little the problem is you that's right normies we're back we're talking whatcha what we're watching first off and uh, a very rare occurrence something dropped as we were about to record this episode yeah, normally we make episodes, we release them, and then immediately news comes out that changes yes. whatever we were talking oh, oh, about. Oh, more He-Mans are coming out? The day <laughs> you release so a episode? that that's exactly what was going to happen, because it happens to us basically every episode. And like, every there's episode. been the rumors that it was coming. It was coming at 6.30, and I was like, oh, it's 6.35. Hasn't dropped yet. But no, we lucked out. We lucked out just as we sat down to do this. The Spider-Man No Way Home Ooh. teaser trailer. That's right. Yeah, and this, it had what, like leaked? I mean, I didn't watch the leaked version, but apparently there was a version without special effects. I don't know if this is that same trailer finished or not, but um, yeah, the rumor was going around that it was going to come out today. What was this on the back of a panel? Was there other stuff revealed too? I have only seen the Spider-Man trailer so yeah, far. Yeah, so, so CinemaCon just kicked off uh, with Sony's big presentation. Um and, you know, they, they showed a sizzle of, like, everything except Spider-Man. So they showed some uh, Uncharted footage, some stuff from uh, Morbius and Venom, and then that was it. And then, like, two or three minutes later, they were like, okay, here's the Spider-Man trailer you were looking for. Nice, nice. You get a little a double dip of Tom Holland, too, if you're an Uncharted <laughs> fan. You sure do. So, 
But uh, the, the, I guess, long-awaited No Way Home trailer, what are we thinking? First reactions, guys. I mean, Joe, you're, you're the Spider-Man out here. Let's start with you. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like I have like such a love-hate relationship with Tom Holland's Spider-Man because I think he always does a great job. But like the movies, I, I don't know, they're just not my favorite. I don't like how they fit into the MCU necessarily. I, I say it every time, but like this time, I, I don't know, maybe I'm more on board. Like the idea of Spider-Man messing up the universe because he's distracting Doctor Strange during a spell, <laughs> that feels like something that would happen in an issue with a comic. That feels like a Spider-Man meets Doctor Strange um you know, annual issue you would get. So mm-hmm. I'm here for that premise. Um, yeah, it was cool to see some some familiar faces in a new way. So I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm on board. I was excited. Yeah, Peter goes from one mentor with a goatee to another. The Sorcerer Supreme versus the Sophomore Spider. Sherlock it's, to uh, Sherlock, it's very Mike. appropriate. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Nathan Drake and, and Sherlock as well. So the the, the mystery. Uh, unravels um very fun premise i do like that you know um colin how do you feel about it just seeing it you know just watched it right before we turn this bad boy on uh yeah you know joe much less than you i i believe i proclaimed in our far from home episode that's my favorite spider-man movie now i i love how comic booky and goofy and it's got mysterio in it which is like fascinating and like you said tom holland is always good so I don't know. I'm excited. To to my two normie fans here, I'll just say there are two comic book storylines that you basically no-go when it comes to Spider-Man that they never want to talk about. It's something called the Clone Saga, and it's something about Spider-Man making a bargain for people to forget he's Spider-Man. So, Joe, mm. just as a comic book fan, I mean, what is your reaction to being like, ooh, don't like you almost want to be like no don't don't do this Kevin Feige you are tempting fate my man and now look look I'll tell you I'm in the minority of spider fans where I like the idea of brand new day it feels very Parker luck to me that uh, Peter Parker essentially in Civil War is revealed his his identity is revealed he's convinced by Iron Man to go on national television and say who he is. Obviously, that's a terrible fucking idea. Everyone is trying to kill everyone. Um, Aunt May ends up in the crosshairs, and uh, Peter makes a deal with the literal devil, uh, Mephisto. So we're finally maybe going to get followed. Yeah, I guess all along we've been waiting. Here's a WandaVision. He calls up Wanda. He says, help me out here. Yep, but yep. like you know, like that feels very like Peter Parker to me that he would you know everything's finally going right. He makes a dumb decision and then like makes a deal with the devil and loses his marriage. Like I mm. like that storyline. I really did. Um, you know, I think like after the reset, maybe they didn't do such a great job, and that's why it's kind of remembered poorly. Sure, that's fair. But uh, yeah, man, I like I don't know. I'm I'm here for that storyline and just seeing. Alfred Molina and the Goblin bombs, like, and the I think I think we see three different Spider-Man suits in this trailer. So like, there's a lot going on. But I, I don't know. Yeah, For me, like, the coolest shot was just seeing like the crosscut of Spider-Man and Peter Parker, and hearing J. Jonah Jameson being like, "Peter Parker's enemy number one." Like, he's that's a mess. Like, yeah, finally, like, finally, we're getting like consequences to Peter's actions 
in a MCU Spider-Man movie, which is something we have not seen. Yeah, true. Jacob, how do you feel about this uh, new Spider-Man trailer? Flip, flip. Uh, well, it's interesting. I think, um, you know, when I was watching it, I was kind of like, you know, when he's like, oh, well, you know, MJ is not going to know who I am and, and my aunt and everything, but like, couldn't you just like tell the tell them again <laughs> if you're <laughs> yeah, Peter? I guess so. I didn't understand that part, but I'm uh, going to do it right this time, <laughs> Jacob. Yeah. Um, but it looks interesting, uh, and I'm excited for it. And I want to see, you know, obviously Alfred Molina, Doc Ock, and everything. I just wonder how much of it is going to be like fan service, you know, and how much is going to be like actually important to the the plot. But uh, I'm interested to see where I'm happens. ready to be serviced. So like, I'm not going to complain yeah. about that. <laughs> I yeah, think my like body's ready Plus for more Doctor Octopus. <laughs> like the Disney Plus shows have started. I think finally giving people like what they want, Evident. like. Here's comic accurate suits. Here's like okay. I don't know interesting storylines that are way more comic booky, and I feel like that's like like I said, like it feels like an annual issue of Spider-Man. Where he makes a mistake, he goes to Doctor Strange, and then of course he fucks it up even more. Right, right. Well, worked out because you I, said a great. Like it was concept. right after I stopped talking. But I'm wondering, and I didn't say you know, we have during the time three kind of shout outs so to, to these villains. We naturally. see Alfred Molina. We see a yellow lightning strike. We know Jamie Foxx will be back when he was blue. What's my birthday? You forgot my birthday, Spider Man. <laughs> and then the pumpkin bomb, which we really haven't. I haven't seen any news about. Is this Norman Osborn? They had a laugh. I don't know if it's our boy. Oh, if it was James Franco, William. Mike, come on. It, it, it's James Franco doing Willem Dafoe. <laughs> no, it's, it's um, William so, Dafoe con- well, confirmed. Uh, I like, mean, it's, oh, it's, it's thank our God. main man. We'll just see how, how much, you know, Doc so Ock then will is we in be, it or how much is this the movie where we're getting it? our Spider-Man uh, crossover? Is that it'll be interesting. I don't is know. Is really Andrew Garfield? I don't think so. And I wonder if he's the main villain or what's going to happen. Because we got the multiverse. (laughs) Like, like the trailer's great. They need to come out and temper expectations. And either That's what I'm kind of thinking with some of these cameos, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Like, I bet they're not going to be in it that much. They're going to probably be like a cameo. enough that you're getting, like, Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Electro? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't... I feel like that trailer would have ended with a tease or, or maybe we'll get an official announcement. You know, like everything we're saying now could be out of date too. Cause in that panel, they could be right now saying like, and by the way, we're confirming Tobey Maguire. Did you, did you guys see DJ smooth? Who's in the uh, MCU movies as one of Parker's teachers uh, yeah. did say that he's most excited to see Tobey Maguire. Smith. So <laughs> there might know. be something there. We'll have to wait and see. I think we were you were saying there's a chance that this might not be Spider-Verse. Fans need to halt their breaks. Is there anything you'd like to jump into on that point, Jacob? Well, uh, I mean, we'll just see how, how much, you know, Doc Ock is in it or how much these other characters are in it. Uh, it'll be interesting. I don't know. Like, they really just show, you know, Doc Ock. And I wonder if he's if he's the main villain or, or what's going to happen because we got would, the multiverse. That could be his entire scene. That could be all of he's in the movie right, like that, right, and then is pulled back through a portal. We have no That's idea. That's what I'm kind of thinking <laughs> with some of these yeah. cameos, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Like I bet they're not going to be in it that much. They're going to probably be like a cameo. Look, Andrew Garfield has said he is not in this movie. He was uh, never approached to be in this movie. He doesn't know why people think he's in this movie, but. 
his, you know, old uh, stunt double has been seen on set. Like, the problem is there were so many leaks because there was no trailer that it's impossible to know which one of those leaks were real. Um, like, even yesterday, there were pictures of, like, Toby and uh, Andrew Garfield, and I fell for them. And then someone was like, hey, man, zoom in on the eyes. They're not real. They're photoshopped. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. So, uh, gotcha. Yeah. It's well, not we'll like we see. know about another big villain, though. Like, it's not like we right. know, like, oh, right. you know, turns out so-and-so is going to be the villain. Like, there is no what? Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Like, all we know is there's these villains that are attached. And I'll tell you, if each one of them got, like, a fight sequence, I don't, yeah. need, a, I don't need a big bad behind it. <laughs> Can yeah, I give right. you a theory, though, Joe? I think this is kind of that storyline they always do with magical characters. It's an evil willow situation, right, Jacob? I, I don't know mm. what that means. I've never seen Buffy, <laughs> but someone who has <laughs> might say, oh, a magician becomes so obsessed with their own power, maybe it's just strange, you know, like losing control. Does this, this leads into the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie? Could yeah, be. I mean, the multiverse of madness is coming after this, so... Which was that originally supposed to come before this movie, or am I am I imagining no. that? I don't. Um, I don't think so. No idea. It is interesting that we get you know Sam Raimi Spider Man characters, and then Sam Raimi's doing the new Doctor Strange. It's kind of a funny coincidence. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. And and they've been you know leading us, easing us into the multiverse. You know, with WandaVision and Loki, and you know, multiverse of madness kind of being that culmination. Also, we have. Um, quantum mania with Ant-Man so this is definitely what this next phase is going to play around with a lot I assume we'll see multiple Kangs as we predicted on the Loki episode go back but and listen. Mike verbiage wise does that mean Andrew Garfield comes out and says I'm a variant of you? <laughs> I guess they would be variants and we're going to get like yeah variant Jared Leto showing up to Tom Holland's <laughs> universe like I'm yeah, Morbius. But no one knows Morbius? Like, what a, like it's not like you know, Thanos, where, like, everyone magically knew that, like, Thanos was the bad guy behind all of this, and, like, it was taught in classrooms. It's not like the TVA is being taught in classrooms. That's all still behind doors. So he wouldn't say, I'm a, I'm a variant. Like, right. You, know. you just say, I'm Spider-Man. And, yeah. Or whatever. Oh, and I guess you no, are, too. Spider-Man, and then they'll point the finger at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, please, go all out, man. I, I'm... Look, like, I've been on the fence about some of these movies because I didn't like certain things. This one, I feel like you just got to ride the ride. And, like, yeah. if, yeah, if well, it's we a know ride, it can be then done. give me some good fan, for, fan service. Yeah, we know Spider-Verse stuff can be done well. We, we all love the Spider-Verse movies. So, True. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. There's almost a beta for this whole thing, and, and it's all just lead fans. Perfect segue, incoming three, two, two fans asking themselves, what if, you know, what if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, you know, and that is kind of the next show that we're talking while staying on the Marvel track and getting uh, comic accurate costumes and things like that. Um, Marvel's What If on Disney Plus, I think we've been watching this. If two episodes have dropped since um, coming out. Have we seen all of them, everybody? I've only yeah. I only saw the first one so far. Jacob's mm. seen the first one. And I know the second Joe one is Collins like seen... Black Panther is Star Lord, right? 
Yes. Yeah, that's the premise for the second one. You know, I, I like to think about Normie's 160, where what if Jacob had watched the second episode? Uh, <laughs> I have seen it. In. I don't um, imagine. I liked it. You know, I, I had texted you guys. I didn't think I was going to watch it. I thought the art style looked pretty dumb and that it seemed pretty inconsequential. I only turned it on because I wanted to watch the Chadwick Boseman one, and the first one played out. But I thought they were both kind of sweet and fun. So I'll eat shit on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. I... I was not a fan of the Captain Carter episode. I think the premise is cool, but it it recreated the first Avenger moment for moment. And I think that's where it failed, and that's where the it's second episode... It's not normie. It's like, who's this for, Joe? Yeah, it didn't well, like, do enough to be different, right? It just kind yeah, of... Yeah, like, it was... I mean, it's, it's just the what if of, like... You know, what if she didn't go upstairs and was down there anyway and she became Captain America? That's fine. But then don't just recreate the movie with her instead of Steve. Like, do something different like the second episode, which I thought was a million times better, where Mm. it doesn't recreate Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, plot point for plot point. It has, you know, that, that great Thanos moment and, like, all of these other things that show the true ripple of the what if, as opposed to Captain Carter, where it was just like, wow. you know, here's moments recreated with a different character doing them. Yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. want to check that one out. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's last role in anything uh, was this, basically. So that's kind of sad. Yeah, rest but, in peace. And um, I, I was really intrigued also for that reason. Um, one thing with this show, I like the idea. I think the second episode does a stronger job of delivering on the what if. Like I said, I never saw the first Avenger, but mm. I heard that this was a beat. So this is my first seeing of those beats. So maybe wow. I liked it more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I knew the general outline, you know, I could do this all day. I'm a skinny kid now. I'm a buff kid, you know. And you get, uh, you know, <laughs> much. Uh, Steve Red Skull. in the, uh, the <laughs> Iron, Iron, Man, looking Iron suit. Man type suit. Yeah. The Hydra Stomper. Ah, yes. Good name. Yeah, I like the robot, but second one definitely showed those ripples more. Um, And what I think for this show I want is I never want to know what next week's episode is. I just want to go in completely blind because that way I I don't come up with my own theories of like, oh, okay, you replace character A with character B. I can parse that out. Just let it just let it happen. You know, yeah, watch I it like during that. lunch. Yeah. I knew yeah. the, you know, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? I knew that from watching the trailer. And I was like, oh, that's, that is interesting. What if? It, yeah. Is it? That is the one you would pitch in the room? What if T'Challa was Star-Lord? I mean, I don't know <laughs> I do, why. I do but, think that's yeah. an interesting question. Like, what would your what, what if be? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, that is yes. a really, a really random one. Like, what if they picked what up a if? kid from Wakanda instead of a kid from America? Do you have yeah, one, true, Joe, true. loaded? Uh, what if Harry Osborn was Spider-Man? I like that. Mm, that's like, right. It doesn't really work in the MCU because there is none no of those Osborn. characters really exist. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. You could do of. Tony Revolori's Flash Thompson. Uh, that would yeah. be pretty cool. Um, hmm. But yeah, you know, you have like the, the spoiled rich kid who's not a genius who is hanging out at his dad's lab and ends up getting a superpower and then his dad is his villain. Yeah, that's actually a cool concept. I like that. Sort of like Miles Morales. It's not his dad, but it's uncle is the villain was an interesting kind of setup with Prowler. Can I knock it right um, here? Can I say, yeah. uh, what if Edward Norton was still the Hulk? 
What if that was just the entire premise of the episode? That's what I want. What if they followed up on the leader? Like, what if we didn't leave that plot just hanging? Hey, it's me. I've always been here. I've always been part of the Avengers. Yeah. Oh, what what if we had Eric Bana and we had the the Hulk averse instead of the <laughs> oh, Spider Verse? Yeah, the Ang Lee would be much less popular. We have than all the three Hulks. What, Mark just what if Hulk Mike? That would yeah, that'd be a great episode. <laughs> what if yeah, Hulk? And then they in introduce She Hulk into that one. Get Smash question mark? <laughs> Smash. That's it. I got the green color. It's not what I had it for, but in this case, hey. it worked out perfectly. Oh, that's really funny. Um, so what if, I guess, check it out, you know, we'll be up to date on it. But yeah, weekly episodic, good thing to tide us over, I think, in well, the meantime. can I ask a future whatcha then? I want your guys' opinion. Mm. Just ab- We're about to pivot off Marvel, we promise here. We're about to get another fucking Marvel movie in theaters next week, Shang-Chi. Are you, and it's a, it's yeah. a theater-only experience we know now, guys. Are you going to go see Shang-Chi? Mm. I think I'm going to go see it. I mean, I, I'm not invested in the character. I'm invested in the movie business. And I'm invested in Hollywood taking more risks on, let's say, movies they wouldn't green light 10 years ago. Mm. So I want to pay You're my Bruce money Lee fan? for that. Yeah, obviously. I think, Big Marshall. I, yeah. I watched um, Kung Fu Hustle. And one mm. of the guys in the in the uh, he's one of the masters in the slum. He's got the ten rings. Like that's his style. Is the oh, ten yeah, rings? Yes. Like it's a very old school kung fu legend that Marvel adapted. Like I'm I'm into it, you know. Um, so I'll support it for for that reason, and we'll see how it does. Obviously, the lawsuit scandals and day and date releases. Spider Man is going to be theater only, I believe. So mm. yeah, yeah. My opinion of Shang Chi, like I'm not. Uh, you know, it looks kind of mid-tier to me, like Ant-Man type level of MCU movie. I'm not super invested in it, but I do like, you know, the the kung fu aspect of it. I like uh, the actor Simu Liu. Like he, you know, I first saw him in, in Kim's Convenience, right? But uh, he, mm-hmm. even in that, he was kind of a standout. I thought he's like, oh, this guy's got charisma. He could be, you know, he could be a movie star. So uh, I'm into that. So I'll probably see it in theaters. Yeah. I, I like Shang-Chi. He's a character that you usually see hanging around with some of those, uh, you know, ground level New York fighters, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the crew of the defenders. defenders. He's typically teaming up with like characters like that. I just I'm not ready to go to a theater, man. Like, I got to be honest, like with Delta and Gamma, like, I'm uh, just not I'm just not the feeling. Come on. <laughs> I'm just not. I've feeling, been to the theater a couple times the already. So I'm, that's totally yeah, understandable. Uh, but Jacob, I'm not sure. I'm with Joe. I'm not sure this is the one where I'll be risking it with you, where it's like, we got to go see Shang-Chi, uh, my man. Come on. Uh, let me ask know. you this. Which one are you more interested in seeing? Uh, Shang-Chi or The Eternals, which a new trailer just dropped for The Eternals, right? That's a very good question. Right now, they're both passes for me. Like, Mm, if I'm being real, the next time I'm going to a theater is likely Spider-Man, unless, you know, everyone who's not vaccinated yet decides to go get vaccinated tomorrow and cases stop rising. Like, (laughs) right. Especially, like, living in L.A. Like, I'm just not, uh, I'm not Mm. there yet, ma'am. Look, if I can go see a valid concern. Yeah, if I can go see Fast and the Furious (laughs) ten or nine or whatever in theaters, I'll go see packed theater. Uh, I'll I'll (laughs) reiterate again, Normies. When Jacob and I saw Green Knight, eh, a couple people, smallest (laughs) theater in the basement. 
Yeah. F9. Yep. I mean, kids walking in the aisle, people touching each other. It was right <laughs> after the theater opens. We are lucky to be alive. Yeah. And Marvel movies gonna be are going to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it's going to be. It's a Marvel movie. Like, it's going to be a packed theater. Like, I don't know. Maybe if, like, you know, it's a Sunday at 10 p.m. or something, and I can see, like, only five other people have bought tickets, maybe I'll go, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's what we usually do is we'll look at the screening, see, pick a non-peak time and then see what seats are sold. And, you know, we'll get to that. They're the green night. There was only like six people. Um, but we have like kind of a boutique theater over here in Koreatown. So generally the audiences are smaller anyway, but who knows? But if I didn't feel like I'm literally having to vote to please Hollywood <laughs> to keep taking chances, I wouldn't risk yeah, it. You know, no. I, w- I well, would then, stay no. home too. Same thing with the Eternals. I would it's pay such a $30 bummer. to watch it on Disney Plus. I would do one, that. So Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, I was I even... I love Raya, like Aquafina, you know, like I'm into it, but... Like with, uh, you know, the Suicide Squad being such a box office disappointment and everyone blaming it, like, oh, well, obviously, you know, this movie wasn't that good or whatever, but it was good, but... So I feel kind of bad that I didn't see that in theaters and supported that with my with my money, but... Fuck uh, Hollywood, man. Like, you guys feel bad <laughs> over that? Like, I don't well, know, Well, because I want them to make good I feel movies. bad for the below-the-line... Yeah. Peep, you know, the average yeah. people making a living like the, in Hollywood. The Not Suicide the Squad should be a huge hit, right? In a normal time, like, I feel like that would be a huge hit. But it was, a, but like, and, and, you know, studio execs are going to take the wrong messages from it and be like, well, this didn't do well. I wonder why. So I mean, I'm worried alternatively, about they could take a pay cut. Like, yeah, their, no, I mean, their I'm pockets not are not getting defend, any thinner. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. defend the, you know, Hollywood or anything like that, but... I just want them to make good moves. I'm worried about Dune, you know. I'm really worried about the the uh, streaming release of Dune and it not getting a, a second part. So I don't know. I'm worried, man. Can I can I transition us to another movie that was in theaters that I really wanted to talk about that also probably is not making a ton of money. That is The Green Knight, which oh, I sure. love. Yes, I know Colin Same, and uh, Jacob have seen it, but Joe, you have not seen it, right? I have not seen this one now. I mean, no big spoilers, obviously, but broadly, it's a King Arthur tale. It's a bit of a coming of age, a uh, crossing the threshold, Joseph Campbell uh, style story. You know, if you've seen Star Wars, you've probably seen this, but uh, it's told in a very interesting and artistic way. I loved it. I've seen it three times. Wow. Um, Not a movie for normies. Colin, Jacob, what did you guys think about it, though? Um, You know, I I, I had mixed feelings. I think Colin had mixed feelings, too, but uh, (laughs) it's fine. You know, it's definitely a different kind of movie. It's 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 almost more like a, a Terrence Malick type of, of art movie rather than you know, don't expect you know Game of Thrones going in or something like that. It's not that, but it's a very slow, like no action. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't explain a lot. It doesn't give context for what's going on. It's just like here it is. Like you know, it's kind of a riddle figure that you have to figure out, and it's kind of a parable. Uh, but it made yeah. me think, so I like that. You know, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. I have been falsely saying some info, so I just want to clear up real quick. I had been saying that David Lowry, the director of the film, was also the editor because of COVID. No, mm. this film was done before all of that. They completely delayed the release, you know, just the entire year, just for, mm-hmm. you know, the theatrical experience, which, again, was, I had a very good time seeing this. Um, yeah, it's big, colorful. At, yeah. But I just the the hand behind it, Mike. I almost wonder if the choice there from David Lowry is literally, I'm getting abstract with this thing. I'm going to be real loose. I don't want to put it into someone else's hands for them to take the responsibility of. 
it's a riddle, it doesn't make sense anyways, let me take that heat. Uh, you know, and he's just been so open. He did an AMA on Reddit recently. I mean, he taught himself the after effects when he jumps in the pool, you know, the special effects and everything on a yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it's, it's a personal film. You know, I don't think I had to like yeah. it, Mike. But I'm very curious about no. your take and the dark souls of it all, obviously. Well, I, I just <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. say about, so the director, David Lowry, if you're not familiar with him. Pete's Dragon. Yeah, know? Pete's Dragon, which I haven't seen, but he's also done a lot of, you know, smaller kind of, like, a, again, very Terrence Malick-esque, uh, Ghost atmospheric. Uh, he made this movie called uh, Ain't Them Body Saints, which is kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> Best title uh, ever. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a, a ghost story, which is like a, you know, one of the saddest movies ever made. That's like about, you know, uh, 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 death and, and, and uh, that kind of thing. But uh, it's, it's a big thinker, too. Yeah. And, and the, the physical manifestation of the ghost is just someone with a sheet over their head with eyes cut in it. But it's it's done in such a solemn way that it's not, you know, it's not. A comedy or anything so uh, it's he's a different kind of director he's very uh he's got his own you know style i guess you could say yeah and again this is not a movie that's gonna do well because it's not um outlaw king action no, charlie no. hunnam yeah. right it's like it's very art house very very um a movie made by one guy like i said like one person's vision which i appreciate and the Dark Souls of it all is, I feel, having seen it three times. Wow. It's like everything in it is done with intention from every shot choice to every look, every kind of gesture, the 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 framing of the shot or the blocking. Like everything is done with intention to where watching it multiple times, you're uncovering more. Much like how in Dark Souls, you just get little pieces and you're slowly unraveling the sweater. And, and it, it definitely, if you like this kind of movie... It lends itself to multiple viewings, but I don't want to stay on it too long. But I loved it, but it's definitely not for everyone. And again, this seems like the type of movie that in two or three years will only be released on streaming. Like it will mm. not get a theatrical run. So yeah. there's always, I, I think, a, chance, a niche. But only 10 people were in the theater. Yeah, yeah, there's always a niche, I think, for these art type movies. I mean, uh, back when we lived in Ohio, I would always go to this theater called The Neon, which is a local Dayton theater that they only play like these small art house type movies. And I kind of mm-hmm. like that there's a, there's, there are theaters like that where you can just go see that. You can skip the, the Marvel and can, the big stuff. Can I tell you, Jacob, the king of that format and, and truly, honestly, the person I think we uh, owe a lot of praise to is Nicolas Cage. Because every year he comes <laughs> out with a movie like Mandy or something else where people go, Pig. you know, yeah, it's Pig this cheap, year. Yeah. but it's the wildest Nicolas Cage movie you've ever seen. And somehow those little art movies kind of survive just because he does that shit. I kind of love it. Yeah, this and year with like Pig, Tarantino. it's be one of his best uh, acting roles ever. That's so. what they say about them all. I love it. Yeah. It's great. That is yeah. the, the go-to sentence. Uh, Green Knight is on Amazon now for 20 bucks to watch. Oh, um, cool. I had, yeah. you know, I hadn't done it yet because Jacob and Colin seemed so, like, lukewarm on it. I was like, well, I'm not rushing then. Mike, should I rush? Is this something I should rush out for? For me... It's 20 bucks. It's I, not... I, for 20 bucks, I say, and if you appreciate the you know, more artistic leaning film where the, everything is intentional, you know, and yeah, it, it's, uh, it's dense. It's very dense. Um, it's not a ride. It's, it's, uh, it's a slow yeah, pace, it's slow burner. So get yourself a whiskey and watch it. I think you'd enjoy it for 20 bucks at home. I think it's definitely one that I would be interested to rewatch at some point just to, you know, 
look at any details that I might have missed. Like that, you, you yeah. watch it three times. You know, you probably notice stuff each time that you didn't see. Every time, yeah, it's crazy. So I like that kind of wow. movie where there's so much intentionality in every frame that you kind of, you know, it's great. You can uncover it, and I really appreciate the attention to detail. Maybe a little long. It's two hours and. 20 minutes but if you're at home you could pause it and go do something and else, if you're so. if you're a, a medieval history nerd like me you know growing up i you know i think i've said this before i was always into arms and armor and and all that stuff chivalry and all that like the concept of chivalry is a really big part of this movie too uh and uh there's just a lot of little details and stuff that are, are actually historically accurate so there's cool stuff for very grounded that, portrayal yeah. of that era for sure yeah that's it so this will be a transition to something else coming up next. And from slow and thoughtful to loud and violent, I'll tell you guys, uh, <laughs> I am a big AEW fan, a big professional wrestling fan. AEW kind of brought me back into the fold, and now they have brought back one of the all-time greats. Uh, on Friday, CM Punk returned to the world of professional wrestling. Um, Hell yeah. The loudest reaction I have ever seen um, watching yes, Miss Elizabeth. I mean, it was wow. insane. And then he you know, cut a promo that was basically just talking. And he said, um, you know, when I left Ring of Honor, so back in his indie days, um, mm-hmm. he considers that when he left professional wrestling, basically just cutting out his entire time in the WWE because obviously that relationship was strained. It was not good. He was not happy there. Um, and he ended it by being like, yeah, I'm back and I'm going to fight you and pointed to the rafters where Sting and Sting's protege, Darby Allen, one of my favorites, were hanging what? out. So. That's I'll incredible. tell you, That's crazy. if you uh, like, like for for people our age who were into wrestling, like AEW is such a great way to come back to it, man. Like it feels like a more progressive uh. version of the Attitude Era in a more exciting way. Like I, well, I Joe, could not recommend AEW more. I think it's interesting, Joe, because uh, I've seen a lot of online discourse about this lately. Uh, SummerSlam was around the same time, right? And people were, yeah. a lot of people online yeah, were comparing weekend. and saying, like, oh, WWE versus AEW. AEW is doing it so well. Like, in SummerSlam, they brought back Becky Lynch, but they did it in a weird way where she beat, like, an up and coming star that was, like, supposed to be, just you know, crushed her. Yeah. yeah. No. They, they, like, never, they never put anyone over in WWE. Like, they right. never give anyone their shot. And, like, for, for context, so, so, SummerSlam was this Sunday. CM Punk premiered on or debuted on Friday. So like oh, the wow. weekend started with CM Punk returning who bought all 17,000 people in Chicago who attended his hometown a uh, an ice cream bar and then the company that makes those ice cream bars like got on Instagram and were like by the way like the company did not pay for that. He paid for that. CM Punk wow. called us he sent the check. He wanted Thanks, to do CM this. Um, That's incredible. And like, you know, I was on Twitter after the show ended and seeing everyone being so excited. And I saw a tweet from WWE that was promoted because I was looking at wrestling stuff. And it was the like to, got to promote that Logan Paul was going to be making an appearance on Raw. <laughs> and it's like, you guys oh, are boy. so Hell yeah, out <laughs> of touch as a brand yeah. that like... 
CM Punk is back, one of the, you know, all-time greats, and he's out there mm-hmm. cutting an emotional promo where he's talking about, like, you know, not why he left, but, like, that he left and that he's back and, like, that he's not going anywhere and he's so excited to work with all of the talent and, like, it's just so different to see that and then oh, have my God. piped in audio. The WWE also got caught, like, pumping in fake audio yeah. and cheers oh, and of stuff. Of course. During They're Slam, well known so. to do that. They, they got the crowd machine wow. at all events. Yeah, especially live. Yeah. For me, I, I'm also a big pro wrestling fan and I heard about the CM Punk news. I didn't watch it, but it got me very intrigued to get back into AEW. Um, you know, I'm also a big wrestling fan. I'm a fan of Japanese pro wrestling, specifically New Japan. Um, I'm a big fan of that. And like Kenny Omega first got big over there and the cleaner he's in AEW now Um, Tanahashi just won the US championship IWGP championship in Long Beach at a crossover event there the Young Bucks got big in New Japan so a lot of those talent and that's my favorite style of wrestling and AEW kind of is this hybrid of Eastern and Western wrestling philosophies from the storytelling is very Western but then the in-ring action is a lot more like it is in Japan a little more I mean, it's it's a company of people who were either wronged by WWE and said, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're going to go do our own thing and we're going to do it the way it should be done. And then people from other promotions like New Japan, like TNA, like... Uh, you know, some of the, the Mexican Ring of Honor, um, Ring of Honor CMLL, some of the Mexican, AAA. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Everyone um, who didn't want to mess with WWE like they didn't want to do that because it's such like a limited ecosystem. And now it's like AEW fits into this bigger world. And, you know, WWE is still just this little bubble where they're bringing out Brock Lesnar and John Cena and all these people who are like, hell yeah. It just doing the same thing over and over again with like 20 years ago. Yeah. Tired storytelling. That's the thing for me is like, I don't watch regularly, but I think it's great that WWE has some competition because for years, you know, everyone just complained about WWE. They're so out of touch. Vince McMahon is out of touch. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's been, you know, going downhill for years. So it's good that there's there's someone out there giving us some, them some healthy competition. And run yeah. by a billionaire, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars, you know. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Con the madman. Um, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I'll tell you guys, uh, uh, September 5th, All Out. It's the next big pay-per-view. We're all going to watch it. I'm so excited to make you guys believers because it is, You you want to feel like, you know, how you felt like when you were a kid or, you know, Jacob, you didn't watch it when you were a kid, but like when we used to watch those old like ECW yeah. pay-per-views that our oh, friend of the ECW. show Andy would, would share with us and stuff like that. Hell yeah. This is it, man. This is well, during exactly that era what you want. of WWE, CM Punk was actually one of my favorites just because I liked his style and his, his, you know, attitude. So for, you know, they're bringing back all the classics. Sting's another guy that I always, that I always liked, so... Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, so, you know, one of the big matches on that pay-per-view is CM Punk against Sting's protege, Darby Allen, who's, you know, 175 pounds, uh, really small guy. His wow. finishing move is just a coffin drop where he just gets up and goes down. He's been, All right. you know, put in a body bag and dragged behind a car. He's been thrown downstairs. He's been handcuffed wow. in the ring. Like, they do... More intense stuff than you've seen on the WWE in decades at this point. 
That's awesome. Yeah, one one criticism I hear, you know, and you know, I mean, I've read tons of wrestling biographies, and a lot of the indies who go to WWE they wash out so quickly because it's just not the right environment, and it's because Vince McMahon feels like he's embarrassed of being in the wrestling business. Like he wants to hang out with billionaires and be like, I'm just an entertainer, right? It's not wrestling. It's not some side. He's like embarrassed about mm. his industry. Yeah. And that's why it's sports entertainment. He has to get celebrities to validate it. He has to right. feel like what he's doing, it's storytelling. It's not wrestling. He's embarrassed of AEW. made him rich. Exactly. And is the, a wrestling the, company for wrestling fans the, by the wrestlers. The biggest joke of it, too, is the storytelling in AEW is so much better. It's just so much more authentic because you have people coming out and saying like, I'm going to cut a promo. This is just me talking like the wrestlers, unlike WWE, have a lot more say in their characters. They're coming up mm-hmm. with their own stuff. It's uh, right. it's fun again. Like I watched uh, the Broken Skull session with um, yeah Steve Austin and Chris Jericho talking about it. And he was like, you know, you're back at uh, you're wrestling again. You're at AEW and Chris Jericho is like, yeah, I was shocked that Vince let you have me on this show because, you know, this show is a part of the WWE network. And yeah, I'm at AEW and I feel like I could be there a long time because it's fun again. I'm actually having fun again. Right. And September 5th, all out. Check it out. Damn. And I remember, you know, a decade ago at this point, uh, you know, the thing is McMahon, you know, his idea of like, oh, who needs to be the hero? It's like the big muscular, you know, the Roman Reigns type. So they're trying to make Roman Reigns the face. Meanwhile, you have someone like Daniel Bryan coming in, you know, the everyman, whatever, um, kind of shocked the whole system. So I feel like that was the start of the era where people were like, eh, WWE's got some some issues, right? I'll tell right. you, there's some rumors about where he might go next. Spoiler mm. alert. It's a lot of talent. Well, One I'm cool thing about Punk's uh, return uh, before we transition out is because he fought so hard for his creative against Vince and it was contentious, he was able to get that call to personality song as his theme song so that when he debuts at AEW, it's not an original composition that WWE owns. It's just a song that they paid a license. So his real music hits and, and like that, it's so fucking cool. It's, it, another reason I love it so much before we get out of here. Uh, Tony Khan mm-hmm. pays for the rights for any song that a wrestler wants. So one of my favorites, his name's Orange Cassidy. He comes out, barely holds up his thumb like this. His whole mm-hmm. gimmick is that he doesn't try, wears sunglasses and a jean jacket. <laughs> his I intro music is the Pixies' Where Is My Mind? Which is like, oh, what man. am I, you know, what am I... Wow banger favorites and it's like every yeah. time i'm sitting down to watch it on wednesday and i hear that it's like wow this is like it just puts all my favorite things together so aw yeah, wednesdays awesome. fridays and four sundays a year truly oh, amazing and an amazing segue you've given us because something else jacob you've been loving has had the pixies involved as well mm. what could that can be? you name it <laughs> fear street Fear Street, Fear Street, Fear Street, Fear Street. Yes, Fear Street. If you don't know, Fear Street is a trilogy of movies uh, on Netflix. They're on streaming. uh, And they were all released basically uh, back to back in in three weeks. Uh, And it's an entire trilogy of different movies, uh, all shot, you know, probably at the same time. Very, very impressive achievement, I think. Uh, It's really good. I I give it a strong recommend. Uh, Have we all watched this? 
Yes. I've not watched a single one. Oh, so I can't check it out, man, for a treat, buddy. It's good stuff. A trick or treat. We will hopefully. not spoilers. Yeah. So I'll, okay, I'll give you the you. brief, uh, basically the log line for how I think each of these movies are. First movie is Scream meets Stranger Things. Second movie is Friday the Thirteenth meets Stranger Things. And the third movie is. <laughs> The Crucible meets Stranger Things. I don't know. They all meet Stranger yeah. Things. I it's say Back to the Future Part Three. Mm. Oh, way <laughs> okay. better, way better. That's scarier. Um, so it is a, a trilogy about Tremors a town. Five. <laughs> and, and this uh, is based on R.L. Stein, uh, his lesser known work, uh, not Goosebumps, but Fear Street, which is a series of, of books, right? Spook, oh, wow. Spookier books, you know, like YA a little more adult. books. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. So these are, I mean, they're. Rated R, you know, they're a hard R. Lots of oh, cool. lots of great scares, lots Some of funny great moments. death scenes, uh, and they all follow a same town. Like the town is the main character. Yes. First one takes place in the nineties. Second one takes place in the seventies. The last one takes place uh, in olden sixteen hundreds. Yeah, it's sixteen sixty six. I so love Fear Street. I loved it so much, man. It's awesome. So the first movie is very much like a, a scream nineties type slasher movie. Yeah, uh, I love the cast. Great chemistry in the cast, and I was even bummed when that movie was over. And I was like, "Oh man, like I love the chemistry with that cast." But some of them come back because, as you find out in the third movie, well, the second movie is seventies summer camp slasher, uh, very Friday oh, yeah. the Thirteenth, you know. And then we go to the sixteen hundreds in the third movie, and it's the culmination. But it's actually like basically it's a vision that one of the characters is having uh, from the first two movies. That so they're seeing what the events that led to all this other stuff. So all the different characters are played by the same cast members from the first two casts. So they're all in like olden times. So it's really fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, so it sort of has like an anthology feel story. a little bit to it. Yeah. 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 Like not cool. to continue my anti-theater rant, but like <laughs> Fear Street would have never happened in movie theaters. They would not release a movie once a week. You know, because right. you're, you're, you're not going to be able to market it and you're not going to be able to make your box office money. So now one of my Joe favorite and I have talked year. about that. This this wow. experiment of can you imagine if they dropped a movie called, you know, Saw One in October and then you wouldn't want it to eat itself. You, you would want the next month for Saw Two to come out. But no, it would have to be three months later. Then the marketing people go, but actually we would maximize our profits by this, by this, by this. Yeah. We need a window for VHS and we need a window yes. for VHS. <laughs> they would say that pretty well. Yeah, they, right, would, right. they would say that. But Joe, I agree with you in that the exciting thing about this was texting my friends, you know, on the next Friday being like, are you excited to start part two? Yeah. yeah. It was and awesome. I feel like it, it's sort of a hidden gem. I don't know if it wasn't advertised that well or what, but uh, I didn't hear that much marketing about it at the time but it's on netflix and i feel like it should be a huge hit and just the impressive achievement of making an entire trilogy of movies and releasing them all it's like you know it's just it's insane so um very impressive achievement uh can't can't praise it enough and they're not yeah. short it's not like they no, are like a tv movies. show diced they're up movies. they're self-contained its own. yeah self-contained story different sub-genres of horror that's what i like so much about it, is they they both each they each can they each tell a self-contained story while also being part of a bigger story throughout the whole trilogy and it all just comes together so well yeah nice nice seems like the spooky season's getting started early because a couple of weeks ago like 
I just played through Resident Evil 5 and 6 because I'd never done that. And then we actually watched, um, on I think HBO has it, a movie called Freaky. Have you guys seen this? Oh, it's 2020. It, Mike. Very yeah. good. oh is that the yeah. one Vince Vaughn? And yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. Freaky Friday, but what if teenager switches with the serial killer? Right. And it was Vaughn, a really serial killer. Yeah, I just thought, for a concept, why has that never been done before? Because it's so brilliant. Right. Yeah, and I just good. thought it was, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I'll say, yeah, definitely yeah. Fear Street going in the the uh, Halloween rewatch rotation for sure with mm. for me with you know Trick or Treat and and those kind of movies. So Ooh. I've I've already started this year. I got to be honest, guys. Like I did uh, all the screams last weekend. I, I'm, oh, nice. I'm working Amazing. through the Freddies now. So. A private screaming. <laughs> You're working yes. through the Freddies now. That's great. Wow. I am, man. So I am. I'm ready. I I know it's the end of August, but we decorate for Halloween the first week of September. So it's almost time. How many core Freddy Friday, uh, you know, Freddy movies are there? So much se- less than seven. Friday the Thirteenth. I was hoping it would like be five seven, nights yeah. worth of Freddy. New Nightmare is the best one, right? I, I hear I New Nightmare is good. Yeah. It's very meta. Um, I like the remake. Nice, so I'm very we are basic. getting up. I wonder what we're going to have to be covering for the Halloween. Let us know ahead of time, Normies, if there's anything you want us to cover. Um, spooky Monsters, something I watched just today. Um, if you've ever heard of The Witcher, little-known property of The Witcher, yes. the uh, the new anime came out. The, uh, oh, is it out? Nightmare of the Wolf. I'm try yeah, that, Mike. I watched That's it cool. today. Wow. And it was you watched the whole thing? Very well done. Yeah. Also, Powerhouse Studios or Draft House. I, I called no. them the wrong name on the other. Different studio. Different studio, okay. It's a Korean studio this time, and they do a oh, great okay. job. I think they worked on Korra or Airbender. Cool. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, I was, yeah, saying the, the, I was, I was talking good. about this with Colin the other night, actually, and uh, I was saying the, the action, the animation looks a lot like the, the Castlevania series. But um, It's leaning on that, but it's not the shock same. Shocked there, okay. it's not, yeah. I was sort of interested, you know, I'm a huge Witcher fan, so I did want to check it out. The trailer kind of was meh for me. I didn't like, like... The main character's hairstyle was like it's like this weird kind of faux hawk that's like a modern kind of weirdly modern that I didn't like. Um, but that's <clears throat> such a small. You get past that pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, the story itself is actually pretty cool. Uh, okay. It's very. It feels like The Witcher as far as like being kind of a mystery and unraveling. It's a werewolf the, story. Uh, the, it's not not a werewolf story. I won't, I won't spoil it. Season but it's of the wolf. The is, nightmare of the wolf. Yeah, that's because the the wolf school of the Witcher is the one that that Geralt uh-huh. belongs to, and this follows. And it's a Vesemir. Go back and listen to our Witcher episode. I don't know yeah. anything yeah. Witcher. <laughs> so this follows Vesemir, who is the old uh, mentor to uh, Geralt. And he's, so he's like an old man. So this is a prequel following him as a younger. like the Obi Wan Kenobi origins. But this movie. is the guy that fans were like in season two. It has to be Mark Hamill. And I know it wasn't. Yeah, Do we some know fans who ended up getting cast. Into, probably not as big of a name. Probably eh. a more unknown person. Henry Cavill's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, Vesemir is a big part of the the story. He's, he kind of helps raise uh, Siri uh, when she's growing up in in. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't remember the yeah, name of the Karen fortress. Karen 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 I'm the biggest Witcher Karen expert. Karen Morin, Mike. That. What the fuck? <laughs> I should have remembered. Yeah, that's where that. the Witcher's train. You're yeah. so impressive right now. <laughs> I just watched this movie. I know. It's, um, it's oh, great. <laughs> I was like, wow, you really pulled that out.
Karen Morin, uh, uh, what else? Rick and Morty, that's been out. Watch that a little bit. Colin, you've been watching some animated stuff yes. too, right? Oh, yes. So, and Rick Let's and Morty is the perfect segue for this. So, I have been Space watching uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Mike? Sorry. I've been watching something up Colin's alley and up by my fellow Normie's alley for sure. I've been watching Star Trek The Lower Decks on Paramount+. Mm. Plus. And as someone who's yes. not a Trekkie at all, you've watched some of Deep Space Nine. I watched but... up to what, what season does uh, Worf come in? Season three? Four. I watched season four. Four. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's when he first oh, wait, comes in. what season do they get the ship? Is that season three? three I think. Okay. Yeah. I watched the first episode of season three, thought it jumped the shark and gave up on it. Oh, come on. So, <laughs> even though I loved fight? it, it's getting you guys good stuff. know all my hot takes from that episode, and guess what? I've come with more. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> Holland's Star Trek Question Corner. Okay. All right. Have, have you guys all seen Lower Decks? I've seen I mean, not all most of it. of it. Isn't there a new season or something? Season two. Season I two season is two out yet. now. Yeah. Okay. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen season two. Leading yet. up to it, it's episodically coming out. You, know, I'm trying to correspond. I think I've got. I'm. I'm halfway through season one, and there's like enough days left where it, it'll like mm-hmm. the whole thing will be done, and I'll just be enjoying it, and loving it. Um, nice. It's. It's. I. I. You know. Again, as a guy who doesn't like Star Trek. It's the one for me, guys. I like the fun, episodic nature. I like the fact that it asks questions. When I watch this show, I have questions about this universe. And I feel like you guys are at the point where you've been trained to be like, no, that's a a phaser. And when someone, you know, gets transported in an accident, obviously this will happen. No, I want to know all that shit. So, and it it feels like it aligns with that. Someone's, uh, you know entering into the the trek universe by watching uh you know this lower this decks. show lower decks which i like it but i it's the, i just have a hard time reconciling it with like oh this is supposed to be canon this exists in the same universe as the next generation i can't yes. always always all the way get there but i do enjoy it for what it is i have questions about that and 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 mm. I, I i wonder things jacob where it's like does this show have two masters? Do you guys think? Because, because Joe, you said Rick and Morty. You you feel the 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 succession, the the riding the wave of the adult sci-fi cartoon that's edgy, with the master of, but it better be fucking Star Trek, and those two colliding together. Yeah, I mean, oddly, it is like my favorite of the new Treks because it is better than Discovering and Picard, but that's like mm-hmm. a pretty low bar. But I do like it. I don't want to be too negative about it. I just, uh, you know, the Rick and Morty style animation obviously is a huge influence there. I kind of am thinking, like, does every cartoon need to look like Rick and Morty now? I don't know. Like, I'm getting a little tired of that animation mm-hmm. style, but the humor is there. The trek references are there uh it does kind of fit into the canon it's it's set during the golden era for me of trek which is tng through voyager there's Um, several times where they say god kirk back in the 2020 you know 90s or whatever they say can you imagine it being back then i'm like (laughs) when is this i I ask myself those things all the time what is this sometimes they'll say the words Discovery. Does that mean the ship? Is that what that ship is called? The Discovery. Discovery takes place like pre the original series, so it's like 
I don't even and know. And the ship is Discovery. Is yeah. Voyager called Voyager? That's the name of that yes. ship yes, as well? Yes. Interesting. Generally, okay. that's the, the convention is right. the main vessel or station, Deep Space Nine, Outside Enterprise. Outside of Picard, is this show kind of the first with that you know, subtitle, Mike? He's the vehicle by which they right. greenlit the show. Well, Next Generation. So makes sense. <laughs> they use the Enterprise. Yeah, like, TNG. That's true. The next generation. But, yeah, that's um, crazy. Oh, yeah, TNG is yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. But this is set during the TNG era, which is, so the original series is set 100 or so years before TNG. That's why they're kind of speaking of Kirk like he's, an, he's like a distant, you know, history. Um, is that true? A lot of That's time crazy. Passed, right? so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lower Decks is happening where Patrick Stewart could be wandering around as well. I mean, right. that's good what it boils down to. Wow. And, like, I think that's very intentional. I think that show is very much designed for... You know, Star Trek fans our age and non-Star Trek fans uh, Colin's age who, you know, know Picard as a character um, because that was, you know, the Star Trek that was popular. So I, I'm it's a definitely, fan of it, man. Yeah, I think it's definitely a great way to get younger audiences into Trek um, and maybe get them interested in that era of Trek, which would lead them to watch TNG and do Space Nine and Voyager. And you know, the... And that's what's kind of weird, I think, about New Trek because it's all like not that era, like right. except for Lower Decks. It's like right. a prequel, and then Brave New Worlds is still a prequel to the original series. Right. You know, it's dealing with Captain Pike. Right. So, and then Picard takes not? place after all of that, but the the technology is totally different. Everything looks right. Different. So they're doing everything they can to avoid going there but i also just want to go into the future but maybe not the way picard did but season two that's coming right. so season two all right then we know discovery so discovery they go into the far future in the third season and so that all takes place in the far future past all of this none of so, this matters yeah. it's not consequential no spoilers nothing <laughs> i can't matters. imagine i no. the time travel makes me the the least nervous about it i like the standalone adventures they've had so far again i've got yeah. a couple questions so you guys were just saying the name Pike. I know the name Commander Pike, or, or I believe Captain mm-hmm. Pike. I know him yep. from uh, Bruce Greenwood, who plays him in the Kelvin right, timeline. Right. And I know yep. him because I've seen the original pilot of Star Trek, that he's the guy in that chair that goes beep, boop, boop, up, right? And he's got, like, the thing on his face, right? So he was the captain of the Enterprise before Kirk. And he yeah. is in Discovery, and he was such a breakout character uh, in Discovery that they made a whole show around him called that's coming out called Brave New The Worlds. Classic Adventures, and it's the guy who played Black Bolt. That is correct. I have yeah. a question. On Lower Decks, there's this entire episode that is the medical mishaps that happen when you're part of Starfleet Federation. You know, you're in a transporter, something messes you up. You get hit by a mm-hmm. ray, you're bit by a bug, you know, on some dumb planet, and you're sure. sent off to get looked at or whatever. Now, Captain Pike, we see several animated people with that sort of burn scar in that beep poop chair. This is, they can't fix that at this point. What? I don't know. What is going on? That's uh, been a big question. Even in the original yeah, stuff, it's like medical technology can do a lot. Yes. It can basically do everything except when it can't. So it's like, can we just give Jordy LaForge an eye transplant? Yes. <laughs> okay, we? that's a right. question I have. So, <laughs> right. Mike, my favorite character on this is the green-skinned alien who I found mm-hmm. out is a... Um, a uh, uh, From Orion? A, an Orion. Do we ever see yeah. those live action? Yeah, uh, a lot in the original series and a little bit, I think, in... Oh, are they just straight up the green ladies that Kirk seduces? Yeah, well, that's the, what those people are. 
there's the Orion slave traders. That's their biggest oh, industry. Oh, they're like Twi'leks yeah, so in Star Trek. Yeah, they're like the Twi'leks of Star Trek. Do you Trek. ever see a dude one? There are male people from Orion. You know, are you they green people? That. Yeah, they're all green. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so, okay, so my favorite one, Ensign Tendi. She is the doctor of the ship, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, Mike, to what you just said about Gordy LaForge, he has robot eyes. Are you allowed yeah. to have robot things in, in the Federation? Biotic implants, you know, yeah. whatever. The Borg, evil. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. Khan, a, a genetically touched person. Right. Like oh, you guys you know also what? told Deep me Space Dr. Nine. Bashir. Oh, Genetics. Yeah. So Deep Space Nine goes into this because Dr. Uh, Dr. Bashir uh, was genetically enhanced as a kid. And it's a big controversy like when Khan. he founds out. Yeah, he's like basically a Khan, but he didn't know it until later in life. And... Basically, you can't join Starfleet if they know about that condition beforehand, but okay. he gets around it because he's already in Starfleet. So. He didn't know about it, it turned out. But yeah, technically, he was violating Starfleet rule because of but, the eugenics wars. Yes. But what's the difference Khan. then if, you know, instead of an implant for Gordy, he had like a hat on that makes you fucking smarter? What's the fucking <laughs> difference there? Well, that's to help him see because he was blind. But in later yeah, seasons, Yeah, well, let's he gets say I'm like, like fucking crippled and I, you know, need a thing on my yeah. brain to make me talk and think and shit. What's the fucking difference there? A little bit of hypocritical. I guess. Here's my big question. Ensign Tendi in another episode, and keep in mind, she is like the, you know, it would be like if you were interning at a hospital, like if you were the resident before you were accepted. This is her like medical school, essentially. She creates mm-hmm. life. She says, look, I did all the genetic sequencing. I created a dog out of nothing. Do they do that on other Star Treks? Yeah, I mean, they have super advanced technologies. So but they just create, create life? <laughs> no, they generally don't create life. They'll create inorganic, well, organic materials like food the replicator. and the replicator. That right. I totally But they know. won't create well, It's probably against the prime things. directive. They have to follow the prime directive, except when they don't. But um. Yeah, I mean, there's had been mishaps where, like, Riker got cloned from the yes. transporter right. and Jacob life was created. Jacob has explained that to me once. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. A weird yeah. cloud bounced the signal back down. But I think um, my main thing with create uh, life. Honestly, I, you I can get Star crazy because one time two characters get fused together and create Hell a new yeah. sentient being. And then they have to decide whether to defuse the being oh, against its new free episode, will, yeah. thus oh, killing no. it. Oh, and it's Mike. like, and the whole time he's like, I don't, I don't want you, I don't want to die. I want to stay this way. And they, I'm okay <laughs> being this way, but they just want yeah. their oh, two friends guys, back. Don't make so me bring up two. that I'm going to commit genocide against the Trill again. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I cannot hear these facts. Well, Voyager the was interesting because um, be they bad. were lost in del- in the Delta Quadrant, so they kind of did whatever they want, and they kind of broke the Prime Directive a lot because. It didn't really matter because they're in an entire different no one's going to enforce it out here <laughs> yeah, yeah they're living in a bubble basically <laughs> yeah they're just doing what they There's can to survive of, colin I'm you sure would hate it extra very questionable because it was like the smart uh the smartest character and the dumbest character get fused <laughs> together and they make a new goose it was the jar jar binks <laughs> and in a vulcan combined yeah <laughs> oh my yeah. god okay okay last question here and we can get off star trek now i All asked right. you guys before what your preferred job roles would be we talked a little bit about it, and, and you guys outlined to me mm-hmm. what security means in general. And on this show, there is like a security officer who is the voice of "Let's jump to destroying things." Yes, and, and that's always, a Cardassian character in, in yes, uh, which is super like a big fun. Cardassian guy. It's a huge Cardassian guy. He's got the earrings and stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. 
is there always this character in Star Trek who, against the norm of what the show is, peaceful conflicts, resolve everything with intelligence and emotion and, you know, respect and dignity, is there always the counterpoint character who's like, no, we got to blow that shit up? And is he always treated like shit by the crew? Because it really seems not, like everyone is. Not always. Like, I mean, you have Worf, who's a Klingon, so he has his Klingon values versus human values, where Klingons are all about battle and jumping into battle without thinking too much. But um, generally, I think the Lower Decks characters are a little more exaggerated than most Star Trek shows, right? So seems they're not like. as zany and, and over-exaggerated in that way. I would say it's probably coming out of the meme of, like, Worf being security and like constantly being like we should fire right away and right. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Carl's always like let's let's talk to him first well, yeah Chicote, and enterprise your your favorite is that, is that would his probably name? stay his and i think janeway would want to fire more yeah, janeway was a little more around a wild card no the captain she hasn't had her great. coffee and then enterprise um malcolm um i can't remember his name he's he's their weapons officer yeah. he always wants to blow everything up <laughs> oh, yeah. that's yeah, crazy to be my is that behavior even accepted throughout <laughs> Starfleet Academy? Because you think it would just be rooted out of you. That was I think old it's so they can do so a speech episode where it's like, maybe don't genocide. <laughs> You're right, Captain. Yeah. Well, that's whole Worf's whole story is like him trying to reconcile his human upbringing with his his uh, Klingon, you know, values of of his of his family. So he has to kind Klingons of, are always looking down on him. Yeah. You're no real Klingon, you, you bitch. Right? Get out of here. <laughs> But um, uh, he he also gets his ass kicked a lot. That's another trope wow. where it's like Worf is the security <laughs> officer, but he's always like right. very quickly dealt with. Because to show how <laughs> strong an enemy is, they beat up Worf. They have to, yeah. they, of course. Worf has to put him over. Right. Yeah. Would you yeah. guys drink blood wine? Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, dog. Really? I'd eat some gawk. I would eat some gawk. Yeah. yeah. Drink what blood is wine? gawk? It's like live it's worms. Like worms. Yeah. <laughs> no. The no. No. You no. need to find the officer exchange oh, program yes, where, where Riker joins a Klingon ship and a Klingon officer joins the that Enterprise. That sounds they do fucking exchange. hilarious. Oh, there's also it's one in, uh, in DS9 where Worf and Jadzia Dax are on a Klingon ship during the uh, Dominion War and they're they're dealing with Klingons and stuff and that's really fun. That's yeah, so funny. The, the officer exchange program is great. Um, but yeah, Star Trek can be very weird. Yeah, I like when they can just have fun. I like when the stories, I know this is going <clears> to harp dumb i i know that it's sci-fi i like when the big concepts come into the ship i like when it always is centered around the community of it that's why i like deep spaces nine uh satellite so much and that when they left that it seemed to me where i was like well no you're taking it out well they don't leave it they just basically the ship in ds9 where they can go just so that they can get places but it's still set on the station i know yeah I think you just gave up on that show too quickly because the best seasons are like four through three through six. Here's the thing. Everyone else is going to do exactly what I did, which is sign up for a seven day free trial to use Paramount Plus, immediately cancel it, get a message from them that they're so nervous you're canceling it. They'll give you a free month for free. Oh, wow. And then we'll all do that and they'll remaster Deep Space Nine. Do it, you fools. Then I will finish that show. Well, nice. I already used That's my uh, free trial on watching Picard season one, so I don't know how I can. You didn't cancel it. What <laughs> a psychology. I'll, I'll have to do that. Um, all right, here's the last thing, I guess, then. Uh, in space, you have all these different you know, species. You know, Fencing would be done with, um, what's the Klingon weapon called? Batlets, Batlet. right? Batloth. 
interstellar competition, international competition. Did anyone watch the Olympics? A little bit of late <laughs> news, but I just wanted to no. during the watcha. Not no too much. I only Olympics. Uh, Go America. I tuned in for the uh, That's right. men's basketball America team, uh, which was kind of interesting because they were they were a more disjointed group than ever before like you know obviously there's the dream team in the 90s you had michael jordan and magic johnson and larry bird and all these people uh this year they kind of got beat they got beat a couple times before the you know the actual knockout rounds yeah which never happens to american men's basketball you know they just dominate every time so people are saying like what's going on with this basketball team they got it together eventually and they did win gold but it was like a lot harder than in years past so i thought that was interesting Interesting. you know i'm a huge nba fan so i watched it basically for that reason gotcha well i guess i'll just say i kept up with it i love the olympics won't go into it but skateboarding made its debut freestyle bmx made its debut rock climbing a lot of very interesting sports surfing are now in the olympics and uh, America had one more gold medal than China. So American exceptionalism USA. maintained. USA. <laughs> USA. Yeah, so we did it. I didn't do anything. I just sat on the couch. But we did it. America, number one still. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Whatever. I didn't watch but, too much. I felt like it was hard to like find stuff like Peacock and NBC. They made it. It was a pain in the yeah. ass. Yeah, the, the, the way to done. watch. Yeah, it wasn't worth and it. And you would me. often, yeah, and you would often see a highlight that said, Person X wins gold in shocking victory. It's like, just say final rounds and let me watch it for myself. Why you got to spoil it? They spoiled every event. That was right. kind of frustrating. But anyway, but just, oh, we don't have to talk about that for another four years. Yeah, right. just one quick thing about basketball, too. I did like watching the different, uh, you know, country teams because some of them like, usually have one or two, like, NBA role players to stars where it's like, you know, they're not great, but they try. And then this year they had uh, Slovenia. So you had Luka Doncic, who's a huge up-and-coming star in the NBA. Of course. Uh, Slovenian. Slovenia never made the Olympics before, never qualified for it. They made it all the way to the tournament and made it to, like, fourth place uh, with, just on the back of Luka Doncic. So it just shows you, like, what one person can do to carry a whole team. Uh, well, now, especially, you know, there's a lot of players coming out of Europe and stuff now, too, totally. where, like, they'll play for the national team. There's competition now where the dream team, it was Team USA and some dudes from yeah, around the world. exactly. Now like, there's stars coming out of other countries that can hang. 100%. Uh, that's, that's right. I mean, the disparity between these different countries and USA is much less than it used to be, which is good for, for basketball in general because you get more stars. The MVP this year, Nikola Jokic, is from, you know, Eastern Europe. So all these, you know, they're just finding these guys – uh, you know, a bunch of Nigerian players are also up and coming uh, stars. So Nigeria is a huge basketball hotspot right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's always cool to see what's going on in the world of sport, especially when you just sit and talk about media. Hell <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. But maybe we'll uh, take this thing on over to towards the outro. Get any last little things in there before we uh, get out of here on the 160 Whatcha. Thanks for riding along. You would get a gold medal for me, listeners, uh, if I was giving them out. I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> we should just tell you to watch episodes instead of, like, don't make yeah. you watch the series. Just give them the highlights. Riker. Yeah goes on a foreign exchange student trip right for tng that is a good way to watch it if you don't want to watch all the because there's a lot of duds in there too right yeah there's some but, real stinkers uh, anyway. captain picard gets turned into a kid oh that one is bad <laughs> <Great one. laughs> 
or well, everybody you know gets great. turned into reptiles. Yeah, but those are the episodes I would suggest for Colin. You know what I mean? Right. There's some, yeah, okay. so yeah. they're going to play baseball in the holidays. Yeah, yeah, easily. That sounds great. There's some everybody, that are just yeah. bad, though. Like when they go to the Irish planet. <laughs> Where everyone's... That's what Ooh. Colin needs to see. So, see, here's the thing. And I'm often, while I'm watching these, thinking about specs, thinking about pitches and stuff. And we're back, Normies. We're talking about the things we've been enjoying. Uh, yeah. And we're still talking Trek. We're trekking on Trek. That's right. Um, and it's just, I do love the limitless capacity of, I don't know, I could write a fucking script where they come and visit me in high school and convince me to watch fucking Star Trek. <laughs> like, it, like none of it fucking matters. Gene Roddenberry, pervert, whose birthday it was, is just floating around in fucking space. Like, he doesn't right. fucking give a shit what I write about on this dumb show. Well, yeah, Colin, right? one thing, uh, one episode you should watch of TNG is I think I mentioned this before when we talked about Lower Decks, but Lower Decks is the idea for that was based on an episode of TNG where they followed around some like red shirts basically, and it was like the Lower uh, Decks were hilarious. They yeah. were li- that episode is literally called Lower Decks. Yeah, so check so. that out if anything, I guess. Ensign like, is starting rake. That that's what we would all yeah. be. We would be yeah. ensigns. Interesting. No, I'd be a captain. I'd be a captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be co-captain. Both very quickly <laughs> I'd be jumping an ensign. to I'll that. I'll be an ensign, yeah. dude. <laughs> Thank cool. you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the old Star Trek. We've had quite a trek getting to 160 <laughs> episodes on Normals wow. Like Us. Another one. We've boldly gone where... Uh, maybe a lot of shows have gone there, but some places that they haven't, because we go niche to Normie. We got you covered here on this show. That's right, listening. baby. We appreciate you. Final thoughts after 160. I'll <laughs> just say. It up, man. No one does a fucking transition <laughs> like Mike. <laughs> it's true. Mike's the best. I'll, I'll just say real quick, you know, I, I'm still in my quarantine mode of I'm keeping my journal of stuff. You know, I, I journal every TV show I watch kind of in order. I've started adding yeah. the dates because it's gotten so unwieldy. Wow. Letterboxes for my movies. I update that daily. And I'm about to start my, my October, my 31 days of Spooktober. Like, I'm, I'm kind of just loving this this trail of media I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Uh too yeah. many CW superhero shows. We're gonna we're gonna start cutting those out. But you know, once 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 <laughs> oh, I get I to some talk good about stuff, the Flash with you, calling off pods sometime. We gotta <laughs> no we gotta talk more about the, the worst. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, Colin, you're uh, you're getting ready for your 31 days of spooky movies. I'm actually reading a spooky book right now. It's uh, Ooh. the Final Girl Support Club, which was recently mm. optioned. Huh. Um, Heard that's it's great. About, uh, yeah, it's 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 been a fascinating read. I'm about halfway through. But it is a support group for Final Girls, because uh, in this universe, all of the big slasher movies are based on true events, um, where they make wow. the movie franchises about the real babysitters who are almost slaughtered and camp counselors. So mm. this is just the the final girls of their respective franchises uh, in a support group, and what happens when one of them is murdered. So it's, oh, been, no. uh, it's been a nice little read. Get me in the spooky season mode, man. I'm telling you, yeah. I'm, I'm already there. I thought the concept for Freaky was something. Why haven't they done this before? But the premise of that book is another one. Why has it been done before? I love that. I love that idea. Cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you know, on the subject of spooky things, I'll give my uh, Buffy Angel Verse update, Ooh, you know. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I started watching that in, like, what, March or April or something like that. So it's been a while, but I watched, you know, not every day, but I'll watch one episode, maybe, you know, one episode every other day, something like that. And it's kind of slow going, but I'm almost done. I'm on season seven of Buffy, the last season, and I'm on season four of Angel. There's one more season of Angel after that. Wow. 
you know, they they brought it back one year after Buffy was canceled. But it's uh, it's interesting. You know, I have a lot of thoughts about the different seasons. I you know, it'd be cool to do a full episode of of the Buffyverse sometime. Spooktober slate. We're adding that one in. Check right. out That's a good movies. one. Yeah, Buffy but, the Buffyverse. Hell yeah! That's right. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts on different things, but I uh, just you know, it's it's a great show. It's a great show. Get the Scoobies together and talk all about it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm uh, a fan of the Buster. Yeah, I'll have to. Well, I'll trade some some TNG episodes for some Buffy episodes. Yeah. And get me Mike and I are going to track down the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Corey Feldman, right? I got to see the Corey movie Feldman. still. Then Lost um, Boys is the only thing I can think of after that. It's yeah. the first time he's killing vampires. That's right. Um, you know. It's a good show. Like I definitely would recommend. There's there's even single episodes I could recommend. There's one episode uh, where uh, it's you know one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. So uh, I'll just wow. leave it at that. Yeah. Yep. Um, other the scary body, things. Right, Jacob? Yes. Hell Incredible. Yeah. If you're a Buffy Incredible fan, TV. you know. Wow. Nice. Well, I don't know. Um, but well, you'll find out in October <laughs> when we cover when, when we, Buffy on that's Normies right. Like Us. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Um, another thing coming up in October that's scary is the football season because I don't want to lose our draft. So, oh, you know, that'll always be fun, yes. you know, with the boys. Yeah, and we'll uh, the Browns updates. are looking scary. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I am super excited for football season. Um, Norm, is if you don't know, we're all four in a fantasy football league together that's with right. other people. And uh, I've won the last three years in a row. Whoa. The, uh, no, no, no. Jacob, would you turkey. say famously I'm the best? <laughs> famously, <laughs> yes. Uh, Colin Taco uh, of the right. league. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's yeah, a good it time known, for all. Jacob is the commissioner and somehow has won three years <laughs> yeah. in a row. I, I am the commissioner of the league. This. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Accusations are thrown at me of you know foul play, which is I think totally bamboo unbi- in unbased. the ballots. But no one's listening to me. <laughs> um, but I have won the last three years and four of the last five years, so pretty impressive. You might call me the Tom Brady of fantasy football. I don't know, but uh, I've won once, so you can call me the Aaron Rodgers of fantasy football. <laughs> there you go. But aka also, the Green Knight. Yeah, I'm super excited for the Browns this year. Huge Browns fan, and they are looking great. Playoff bound, Super Bowl bound. Maybe. We'll see. You heard it here first. Prediction <laughs> yeah. has been made. We'll play that clip back in uh, February and see how it aged. <laughs> yes. Hopefully well. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, Hopefully. I want everybody to do well. Yeah. So, sport. Sport ball. Media. Good stuff talked all around, everybody. I think we've done it with the old watches. I mean, it's cool wow. catching up with you guys. You recommended some good stuff for me to check out. Fear Street's probably the top of my list. Joe, I hope you check out Hell Green yeah. Knight. Everybody out there, check it out. Support Cinema. And do do whatever you uh, do whatever you like. Just don't mess anybody else's day up. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> As always, check us out at normies underscore like underscore us. Hit us up on those social medias. Um, you know, recommend some stuff. We're talking a what you now. We recommended some stuff to you. Hit us back. We want to hear you talk about this. We want to hear you talk about that. We'll we'll take that in stride. Mm-hmm. That's right. And make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Uh, what's better than listening to our beautiful voices, seeing our beautiful faces. So go over mm-hmm. to uh, Normies Like Us on YouTube. Check us out. <laughs> yes, absolutely do that. And we appreciate you, um, those with us from the beginning, those with us just from today. Uh, we hope to catch you next time on Normies Like Us with your host. With your host, Colin. Mike. Joe. And Jacob. All right. Bye, Normies. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Hit and stop. Stop.
My name is Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. If you don't like, share, subscribe, or visit our YouTube, remember, I will kill you.